Hey guys, welcome back to the Openly Nerdy podcast for episode 13. Uh, I'm here with my co-host, Sean. What's up, uh, everybody? I'm Adrian. And, you know, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, we were just talking about this today and we were like thinking like, you know, we've been recording, you know, in quarantine ever since we started. And like there's this dog barking in the background and it's just like, ugh. Can we just wait until this dog stops barking? And then we were just like, you know what? Kind of add some character to our podcast. It's the real Los Angeles flavor. Right, right. But, <laughs> you know, it, 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 I think it's like the reality of how we're doing things now. So it's like, yeah, just accept it, I guess. But have we got an episode for you today? Today we're going to be talking about, you know, our strategy for like how we got into comic books and like, you know, for new comic book readers or people who've never even seen a comic book before and you're sort of interested, it's like, what do you do when you go to a comic book shop for the first time, you know? So, you know, we hope to get into this topic a lot more. We'll still have our headlines as usual. And then we have our pull list at the end. But so before we get into everything, Sean, what headlines did we have for the week? Hey, what's going on? So it seemed like it was going to be a slow week. The headlines it was like Wednesday and I had nothing that was significant. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, everything just hit. Um, <laughs> yeah. I saw so, that too. <laughs> so Disney before 2021 even gets here has decided to push D23, which is their big version of their own Comic-Con kind of event to 2022, September 9 to 11, which will be the first time to my knowledge that Star Wars celebration and D23 are in the same year um, within months of each other. And they're both kind of expensive events. So and they're both in Anaheim this time. Um, so that'll be interesting. Also gives us an extra year to save money, become poor in 2022, um, <laughs> which I appreciate. And I have friends that were set to come this year in 21 to D23. And we're like, I have a wedding now. I don't know if I can afford to do it in 2021. You know, um, not their wedding, but a friend's wedding or relative's wedding to do. So all these expenses coming up in the interim, it seems like a good push to me. Um, now, will they continue that down the line and now it's on even number of years or will they go back to back and have one in 2023, which is the question, and get back on the regular schedule? Um, Wait, real quick. What is the price for entry into D23? I think the full weekend was in the 500 range, 300, 500 oh, range. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Actually, last year, I had a friend hit me up. and was like, it was, it was Friday already. And she's like, hey. Uh, what are you doing today? And I was like, I actually have a couple of things that I, I can't push off again because I've already postponed them four or five times. What's going on? She's like, oh, I have an extra ticket to D23. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> and I, I didn't go because I just, I couldn't get out of what I had already scheduled. It was, you know, stuff I couldn't put off at that time or I'd be charged. Um, with m m money wise. Yeah. Uh, so what it cost me. Oh, I mean, to that's a lot of money. I, I had no idea it was that expensive. Yeah, it's, I think it's like over 100 bucks just for a one-day pass. Um, and then to get the good tickets, you got to become a gold member, which will cost you like 100 bucks a year um, of the group. I'm a silver member because it got me the Disney Plus for three years. I paid 150 bucks and got it for three years with no more payments. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. D yeah, that's right. I remember so that deal. They had a, they had a, a option for D23 members. They had an option for... Uh, Disney uh, and AP holders, and they allowed the free membership at D23 to also qualify. So I joined it for free um, to get that discount. It was better than the. It was better by like than by like ten bucks by the by the AP discount. So mm -hmm. either way, I would have gotten a cheaper uh, membership, but I saved like ten additional dollars being D23. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Uh, other headline: Berserker got pushed back to February of next year. No, really I know you sent me that one. Really looking forward to that. That's Keanu Reeves' comic book coming out. The character looks a lot like him, exactly like him. Um, Basically, so. John Wick, but like more like less suits, more like bad A. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I was looking forward to it. I really was. So I'm also disappointed. Um, but we'll wait till next year and see how it is. Maybe you yeah. know it'll be better for the delay. Things usually are. They work things out one or another there's always a reason they could push back that far yeah there right? was an artist change like a complete artist change so. so we'll see what happens 
Uh, Disney Plus ran a very cryptic ad advertising Spider-Man Far From Home coming to Disney Plus without the Sony logo on it, which has people kind of scratching their heads now. Um, but the rumor is that Sony's stream deal with Stars is up in 2021 and that Disney may that way acquire streaming rights to the Marvel part of, of Sony, which makes sense. And you can watch the entire MCU on one app without having to buy a movie, although the Hulk still isn't on Disney Plus. Yeah, the Incredible Hulk is not on Disney Plus. Because oh, it's a yeah. shared, it's a shared right with Universal Pictures. Still, yeah, that's right. It's an odd, that's a really odd contract issue. Um, Disney has rights to it, but not full rights to it, and they haven't got it back yet. Um, that's why the Hulk doesn't have a solo movie after Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Uh, why Ruffalo has his own arc, a very distinct arc in the films, without being a solo film. That even got him. I mean, really, Thor Ragnarok was a was a buddy film. Buddy with cop. Hulk, with with Hulk. <laughs> I mean, it was it was as much about Hulk as it was with Thor. Um, so that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hulu dropped a full trailer for Hellstrom, which comes out in twelve days. I, have I not, still haven't seen that trailer. I haven't either. I'm going to watch it today at some point. I was busy watching the uh, SNL cold open this morning. I didn't get a chance <laughs> to watch Hellstrom yet. Um, Disney Plus again in the news. Watch launches a watch party where you can watch the same show with six friends um a max of six people can be on the same on the same stream so i'm working on a uh, on a plan to do a viewing party the week of the 26th two episodes a night mandalorian uh monday through thursday leading up to the new episode on friday um and if there's six people or less i will host it on disney plus if there are six or more we can set up a discord channel um, I actually have, I need to add you on Discord so I can add you with the permissions list I made us an openly nerdy Discord channel. Sweet. Um, Sweet. Yeah. And disturbing news, to me at least, LA Comic Con <laughs> reaffirms their commitment to having an in-person convention in December. Um, I've seen like three people praise this decision and I've seen about 100,000 say, you guys are idiots. This is a bad idea. This is LA County we're talking about. Come on. This is like- Totally I've bad even idea. Heard cosplayers say I will not ever again attend an LA comic convention because of this. Um, they're going to blackball the convention. Some people. I may return next year. I sure as hell wouldn't go this year. I don't believe it'll happen this year. LA County is still under no gather orders, no no um, no gatherings, no events orders. We're not allowed to host events. We're not even allowed to have people that don't live in the same house as us. Mm-hmm. technically so uh, but, but it's but it's, Sean, a, it's a it's it's a it's a money grab which is short-sighted because next year when they go to sell tickets they won't have tickets to sell because if they sell them this year they have to honor them next year yeah if they don't have it yeah if they don't have it this year i mean i should say but but sean but sean come the election in november this virus is just going to disappear right yeah that's <laughs> Yeah, these are the topics we don't we don't go into on this podcast if we don't want to get political or uh, um, we'll go down a rabbit hole if we just yeah. start like we just might go down a rabbit hole. So we, we want to be apolitical start. and be a place of enjoyment in these times. That's part of the goal we talked about. Well, but um, here's the thing: like, just really quick, like science is apolitical by nature. So I I I really. It's the minute I start talking about science, somehow I'm all I'm already automatically political, even though science is by nature apolitical. So I, I don't understand. We, I really we don't agree, understand. but the the place we're at right now, unfortunately, it's it's drifted over lines yeah. that have been drawn. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's just move Keep on, on from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jamie Fox is said <laughs> to be officially uh, listed as returning to the Spider-Man universe. However, he has deleted that post since, apparently oh. now. <clears throat> he had a post on Instagram. Said, they said he took it down. I haven't gone to look because I just don't care enough. Um, but the theory is now that something in the WandaVision show will trigger a, multi, a multiverse event. That's how Jamie Foxx would end up back in the MCU. I mean, I could or totally In the see MCU that. for the first time. Because yeah, he wasn't yeah. in the MCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the um, not the Spider-Man Sony universe, but the actual MCU universe. I thought they'd do a better take on the character this time because I really didn't, really didn't care for it. Yeah, that was like my biggest complaint about that movie was just how they depicted Electro, and then I think the writing was probably 
you know, telling or the writers or the writing or the director or whoever was mm -hmm. telling Jamie Foxx to really ham up the character because yeah. it was totally hammed up. I mean, let's not forget Dean DeHaan's uh, Green Goblin was pretty bad too. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, I have more faith at it if Marvel Studios is kind of managing it. Unfortunately to say they have a history of doing and they've proven it with the two Spider-Man movies that they've controlled really and, and Sony's gone to distribution on basically they put up the money and they distribute it but they're not involved in the process as much um they've been fantastic yeah uh as good as as um toby mcguire and andrew garfield are and i liked andrew garfield's take on spider-man i didn't dislike him as spider-man yeah uh the best physical looking fit for spider-man is tom holland so far just well, based as far on as look. the kid well as yeah. far as the the starting off as a kid Yep. And stuff. He's got that best that look. I still feel like uh, up there for me, um, uh, Andrew Garfield has the lankiness, yep. you know, uh, look of Spider-Man and, and kind of like the quick talking, like really sarcastic Peter Parker. But then there was just like moments in, in his films where it's just like, what's this like emo skateboarding montage thing going on here? Like, what well, is and, this? And that goes back to Spider-Man 3 with that, with that dance routine that Tobey Maguire did. Oh, with the, gosh. The hair over the eye. That was the worst scene in the history of, of uh, Sony's superhero films. And then the uh, dancing. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a drop ball on that one. Um, a couple, two, three more, three more big things. Marvel has announced their pick for Kamala Khan. Uh, Miss yes. Marvel, and yes. is a unknown actress, Iman Vellani. Now, the interesting thing is, I've heard, and I, I'm not positive this is 100% correct, but if, if what I read and what I remember is correct, she was found by Kevin Feige for a fan film she did of some sort and dedicated it and tagged him in it. And so she came on his radar because she was a fan doing this whatever creative video it was of some sort where she tagged Kevin Feige and he found it. Um, sure. So it's kind of cool. Like she like promoted herself into this and has, I mean, you go to her IMDb, the only thing listed is Miss Marvel. That's, that's pretty dang cool. If you think about it, cause like it's so parallel to Ms. Marvel, uh, Kamala Khan herself, who's a total fangirl for all of the superheroes. Yep. Like she's a total Avengers fangirl. And then, she gets hit by the Terrigen mist and mm -hmm. comes to find out that she's an inhuman. Yep. And it's just like, Oh, now I have powers and I'm a fangirl and I'm now I'm helping the Avengers. What? Yeah. Now, so now it's like Imani. Iman is just kind of like, Oh, I tag Kevin Feige. I'm a total fangirl. And now what? I'm in the MCU. Yeah. Um, and that's part of what they did really well in the opening part of the Avengers video game mm -hmm. is have that, portrayal of Kamala Khan as a fangirl when the Avengers are around on the first platform and you're like kind of going through shops and looking for oh, on Avengers day on Avengers yeah. day. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's totally like awestruck and fangirling just being next to Thor next to Iron Man. She can't believe she's talking to black. Like it's, it's portrayed very well in that, in that scene in that writing. So they've really reinforced it in multiple formats. And now with their casting again, yeah. um, that's kind of fun. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I like that. Falcon and Winter Soldier news. Emily Van Camp has wrapped her time as Sharon Carter on the show. Um, so her filming part is done, which means they're back filming and finishing the series, which now makes me hope, hopeful that we will get it uh, following uh, WandaVision. So that's looking like it'll be finished up and it can go in the post hopefully soon. Or maybe concurrently. I think they want to have one show at all times that's running in new episodes, from what I heard. Okay. So they're trying to wait till Mandalorian ends to put uh, WandaVision out, and then after WandaVision will come Falcon. But I don't know if that's like one Marvel show or just one Disney Plus show at a time. I don't know what the what the deal is. I mean, with streaming though, it's like it's not as important to have one show going on at, at a time because you know you could watch whatever and whenever you want at that point yeah but we, we, we've been waiting so long for a marvel show on disney plus that was a scripted show mm -hmm. um and we had the delay because it was covid this would have been out months ago uh both of them would have been out in entirety by now 
had I COVID see. not totally gotcha. train wrecked this world. Um, we would have had Winter Soldier first actually end the lineup and then WandaVision, but they've reversed them because they finished filming WandaVision before they finished filming Winter Soldier. Gotcha. Uh, same way Mandalorian finished filming before any of the lockdown stuff. So they were like, we're, we're on time. We're not delaying anything because we're still, we're, we're completely wrapped on filming. Um, and my understanding was that Falcon Winter Soldier just had like a very little bit left to film, like maybe an episode and some reshoots. Um, so not a big uh, spinoff either way there mm-hmm. on it. And the last thing, and the thing that we're going to nerd out a little bit about at some point soon, mm-hmm. uh, again, is Cobra Kai. We got a release date for season three. It's January 8th, 2021. Uh, so happy new year. More Cobra Kai. Woo! And the, the very short, and I have says very short uh, preview looks very intense. A um, lot of things going on. A lot to unpack. Cobra Ooh, Kai never dies. And they don't apparently. Um, <laughs> That's exciting, and along with the green lit, along with the release date, they're renewing it for season four before one episode drops on on uh, YouTube. Uh, sorry, Netflix. Netflix. Right, Netflix. right. It which was on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, which is why I said that. Yeah. Which means we'll get all the episodes at one time. It won't be a weekly release. I doubt, like uh, like Disney Plus is doing. So, that's about all the headlines for the week nice uh that i can come up with so let's move on to our bulk of the episode today we're talking about comic books how we got into them how to get into them uh how not to be overwhelmed by them yeah it is easy yeah yeah, Um, so why don't you kick it off adrian with a little background on sure thing the journey of course so are you new to comic books do you even know what comics are Have you ever wondered where you can buy yourself some great comic books of your favorite characters that you've seen on TV or the big screen? Great. That's what we're here for. But wait, now you're at the shop. And the first thing you notice within yourself is this overwhelming sense of dread because you have no idea where to start. You've got a whole wall of comic books on the left, a table in the middle at the back with a bunch of books in boxes. There's a case of comics sitting near the register on the right and some more behind the register. And let's not forget the big shelf of books on the wall in the back of the shop, which almost looks like a library shelf Mm -hmm. of books. So where do you even start? Well, I hope we can answer a lot of your questions so that you feel comfortable when you first walk into a shop for the first time, or maybe like this is your second time or whatever, you know, or maybe if maybe you're, you're an experienced comic book shopper and, you know, we're hoping you'll get some information out of this too, but our hope really is to help kind of the neophyte and how, mm-hmm. you know, to navigate your way through something that's really completely new. Cause mm-hmm. like, I'll tell you, like when I walked into a comic book shop for the first time, it was pretty overwhelming. How about you, Sean? Yeah. Um, I started going to shops when I was volunteering in Orange County with this group. And so a couple of the guys on the court, on the team I worked with were already comic collectors um and so i went to their shop with them um because i was down there twice a week so it was easy to go with them when i was down in the area mm-hmm. um and so they kind of helped me decipher because yeah you walk in and it's it was it was, was, a, was a mega shop and it had rows of bins and it had like four all three of the four walls were covered in comics and collectibles of various sorts mm-hmm. um so it was a it was a massive shop uh, kind of similar to the feeling you get if you walk, walked into Amoeba Records at the old location without oh. preparing yourself for what Amoeba Records <laughs> does to you. And you walk in and stop and go, holy crap. Yeah. That's a lot of music. It's almost overwhelming. It's that feeling of like, I want to see everything and where the hell do I start? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but like with music, with comics, um, I always start with, is there a character that drew you into wanting to go into this shop yeah and for me i don't know about for you i started collecting about the time iron man one came out because that was my draw into into other than that with ones i bought when i was a kid it was like well like the color the, the cover of it right yeah yeah yeah. because as a kid you're like oh that's a nice cover i'm gonna buy this cover sure. um and you read the comic that comes with it um 
but for me, it was Iron Man. So where am I going to go? I'm going to go to Iron Man to look for comics about him to learn more about him. Mm-hmm. So I started from Iron Man. And then, of course, when you read Iron Man, other characters make appearances, right? So you get Captain America in there, you get Thor in there, you get all the Avengers tossed in and out of these storylines. Yeah. So as you read that one character, you're going to find what other characters draw you in. Right. Um, and for me, not that he ever crossed over much. He did in, in some of the events. Uh, Punisher, obviously, was one of my go-tos, but I had a love of Punisher from the films even before I had the Iron Man obsession. So I struggled with Iron Man and Cap and Punisher, mainly, and Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine was a big one for me because my first handle on Instagram for this stuff was Weapon X Fit, yeah. um, which changed to my current Castellone cosplay when my focus shifted. So find a friend to go with you that kind of knows what they're doing and focus on a character you're interested in learning about. Um, there's a reason you're there. Something drew you into the shop. Yeah. Uh, some name, some character, some event drew you into the shop. And what they're doing now, I think, on both the Marvel and DC sides, they're bringing these characters that are a little lesser known, whether it's the Miss Marvel or uh, oh, DC. They're all pretty well-known characters. The DC, like Cyborg, is kind of a less known character, you know, um, at least in the in the mainstream pop world. Um, you know, uh, Black Lightning. I, when the TV show came out, I had to go back and look at, you know, where this character came from because I wasn't familiar with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they're good about taking their characters and then giving you plenty of stuff in the back to go back and look at. Uh, they know they have a catalog with, with tens of thousands of books. Right. Uh, to pick from. So, yeah, find a character and start there is my advice. And also most comic book employees are fantastically nice people. They want you to buy their crap. <laughs> whether they're in the shop. <laughs> so they're more than glad to talk to you as long as you need to figure out what you're going to buy. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? What is your first word of advice? Well, um, first word of, word of advice, definitely like having a friend going with you would definitely be a big help because especially if it's a friend who's been to a comic book shop many times already, that's definitely a big help. But I think like, uh, like in general, like when you first walk into a comic book shop, you're right. Like it's very overwhelming. Like I think the first time I walked into a shop was galaxy comics out in Redondo beach. I don't know if you remember that shop. No, I don't. uh, Yeah. You know, my cousin, you know, your, your friend from high school, Yep. He, took, he took me there for the first time and I remember walking in there and this is how I remember it. Like I'm remembering it like right now as if it were yesterday. It was like this wooden door and the shop looked like there was no windows and it was, the door was white. The outside of the, of the building was white. You walk in and it's just like there's the main room. And then there's two additional rooms that are connected to this main room. Mm -hmm. And on either side, it's just like rows upon rows of like these wooden shelves, you know, that are kind of angled so that the books sit on them. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at this. I'm like, what the heck? Where, Where do I even start? And then in the center room, there's like this table full of like trading cards and stuff. Mm -hmm. And this was before Pokemon before magic this was like the days of like baseball cards and oh. superhero cards and stuff. And I was, I was just looking say pogs at- in the, in the, in the front room. They're probably selling pogs <laughs> in there too, huh? Yeah, no, no pogs yet, but yeah, tons of like baseball cards, basketball cards, football cards, superhero cards, just you name it. And so I'm just like, I'm a, I'm this kid walking to the shop with my cousin for the first time. And I'm just like, what, where, where do I go? I, I, I'm looking for X-Men, I think. Cause that's what my cousin showed me X like I want X-Men number one. Where do I find that? <laughs> and the, 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 I, I don't remember if I asked the store like clerk or whatever, mm-hmm. he's probably the owner because, you know, most of these shops are run by like mom and pop, you know, shops or whatever, mom and pop people. Um, but yeah, he, I think I eventually found it. And then like, I'm looking at X-Men number one and they're like six different covers for it. Yep. <laughs> and like, I'm like, what the, ah, this is annoying. 
I mean, as a kid, I'm like, I'm not saying, I'm not thinking that it was annoying. I was just thinking, uh, uh, what do I do? I don't know which one I want. I, I think I like this one. This one looks nice. Like, yeah. like you said, Sean, earlier, like you were like, oh yeah, I picked this cover because it looked cool. And I think as a kid, you're kind of like, that's where you're at. That's what your head's at. Yeah. 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 That was the funniest part was, you know, when I started collecting, I started collecting just the original cover art. I didn't want variants. I was like, I'm not buying variants. It's the same freaking book. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's the same book. It's just this different, this different cover. Um, and then never say that kind of crap because you end up doing it. That's just, that's the, that's the dumbest, the dumbest stuff you'll ever say. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, it's true. Like it does get expensive really quick and this'll, this'll probably bring us into another, you know, into like kind of like that idea of, an idea of limiting yourself when you walk into a shop for the first time. Yep. Cause it's really easy to spend a lot of money. Yep. Especially yeah. when you see like covers that look really dang cool. Like it's yep. the same book. Like Sean said, it's the same book, same exact book with a different cover, but you see that cover and you're just like, wow, that's awesome. And then once you start to get into like, you know, let's not even talk about writers yet. Once you start yep. getting into different artists, like yep. an artist that you like, you're going to be like, man, I want to buy this cover because I like this artist a lot. That was the dangerous part. I found an artist that I really liked his, his variants and I started buying them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scotty Young with the, the baby covers from Marvel. Oh, man. Yeah, Scotty Young has great covers. Dude, he's amazing. He's, mm-hmm. he's fantastic. Um, yeah, that was my downfall. And then the Marvel did the hip-hop covers. Mm-hmm. And if you know me and you do, you know that I'm a hip-hop head. Long before I got into the, into the nerd world, um, so whenever they cross over, if I can cross both of them in the same path, I'm going to do it. I, I've attended a bunch of hip hop, uh, comic, uh, workshops at conventions. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, it is a very, it is a very broad crossover. There's a lot yeah. of crossover there. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, definitely. Both ways, you know, the Luke Cage series, all of the titles of the season one, don't I, I may be wrong on this one. I know one of the seasons, I think it was season one, all of the episode titles were taken from Gangstar songs. Hmm. And if you go back, that's like that's like, all right, we know you hip hop heads are watching this, so we're gonna tr- we're gonna cross this over for you in the song in the song titles and the episode titles. Um so and the way music was used in that in that series was very true to the form and they got artists to it show up in the series you know mm-hmm. um listen a lot of hip-hop there's a lot of hip-hop references in, in comics and comics and hip-hop listen to wu-tang clan it's all over the place right right, uh, right. major major comic nerds which is really fun right uh so yeah cut variant covers are are dangerous because they get expensive dc did an event i can't remember what it was they had there was one book that had 52 variants and it was one for every state, Washington, DC and Puerto Rico. Whoa. And when I walked in to the shop, the guy that works there was like, yeah, I've, I've had a couple people order every single variant from this line, like all 52. That's crazy. It might've been for the new 52. I forget what the book was, but they literally had one for every state That's influence crazy. cover. And I'm like, that is just, I mean, talk about it. it's probably a $4 book because it was a number one. Right, so that's four to five dollars for number ones usually because they're thicker books, uh-huh. and then to pay that fifty-two times <laughs> for the same comic book—that's a true collector. <laughs> and then DC did a hardback book with all of the covers in it too, oh, um, wow. as a just an art book. Nice. Um, I wish I'd remember what it was, but I can't. Um, I wish I, I could. Do, I, I don't. I, I this is the first time I'm hearing about that. So yeah. that's that's pretty. In- Amazing, actually. Yeah, it was crazy. crazy. <laughs> Too, insane. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that kind of brings us like, like you you started talking about like how you approach like the shop and like you know, like your strategy when you first started, but like, um, I think it's kind of important to kind of like describe like the shop experience for new shoppers too, like new comic book collectors, because like you know when you work walk into that shop for the first time, like there's a, there's kind of a general layout, right. For, for mm-hmm. the shops, right. Mm-hmm. You've like the one that I kind of described in this, in our opening here was like on the left hand wall, it's like your wall of new books mm-hmm. 
as well as like previous week's books, if any, mm-hmm. if they still have, if they keep the previous week or a couple weeks or three weeks, whatever. If they have the like, room for it. If they have the room for it, exactly. Yeah. So you'll, you'll definitely see new books for the week on there. And new books usually come out Tuesday and Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. So Tuesday for DC, Wednesdays for everybody else. DC got to be different. Yeah. I mean, it's more recent. It's because of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah I get it. <laughs> Still. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've got that. And then you've got like a back table usually with mm-hmm. uh, like boxes of comics. And usually those are organized by character, by team, by franchise, basically. Yep. So you can find like, like a whole section of just X-Men right there. And those are, those are back issues. Yep. So if you feel like delving or ju- jumping off the deep end and start collecting like some old issues, that's where you want to go. Yep. And it depends on each shop, like what they have in their back stock. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. so, it's what they can buy off people that have, have sold them back or yeah. off of stuff that just didn't sell. Whatever mm-hmm. reason they ordered too many of this comic and it didn't sell. So yeah, yeah, yeah. after a month there, it goes into that bin. Yeah. Or like, yeah, like, like you mentioned the older books, like people sell their old collections. So shops will put those books in there unless it's a super valuable one, then they'll set that aside and get it graded. Uh, That's another counter (laughs) or it's behind the counter. Like, yeah. So you've got that. And then, so Sean alluded to this behind the counter or even the, the case next to the register. That's where like some of the more special books go Mm -hmm. like first appearances, like, Mm -hmm original number ones for certain characters if the shop can afford it or has them on hand and then you'll even see some of those like special variants Mm -hmm. uh, on the wall as well so variant covers as sean mentioned earlier are those like books that have a second cover or third type of cover or or a second whatever (laughs) 52nd cover (laughs) so and the reason why they'd be special they could be like a limited print cover Mm -hmm. or it was signed by the artist Mm -hmm. and so then usually those will fetch a premium price Mm -hmm. for them or it can be like an adult subject matter or they don't want the kids getting their hand like a there was a zombie tramp book that was out oh. for a long time that they would not put in the general section. I had to ask if you wanted to see, you had to ask the clerk to get it off the wall because he didn't want the five and the six and the seven year olds accidentally, accidentally it. picking it up and <laughs> seeing like this kind of semi risque, uh, risque uh, drawing, you know? So max books, a lot of times will be behind the counter. Like Punisher Max are in the, in the case. Uh, the more adult ones will be behind the counter. Mm-hmm. Not because they're going to card you, but because they're not going to let a five-year-old look at yeah. nudity in a magazine, yeah. which is which yeah, is yeah, fine. Yeah. That's fine. Um, <laughs> so, or like the variant for I Hate Fairyland. Mm-hmm. F Fairyland was always behind the counter because oh, I had a really? bad word on it. Yeah. Interesting. Because <laughs> like the shop that I would go to, they just kept it on the regular wall, mm-hmm. the general wall for, for new yeah. books or, yeah. Mine had it behind the, I had to ask them, like, yeah, mm-hmm. give me the, but I had it on my, on my pull list, so it was in my bag. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Yeah. And then the last like real section of a comic book shop is the trade paperback section. So that's the section of the shop where you see like all these books on a shelf, like a huge shelf or depending on how big of a shelf the shop has. But yeah, it's usually where all of your, um, so trade paperbacks are essentially compilations of, of, uh, of issues. So for instance, if you're thinking about like Iron Man or Spider-Man, like, by a particular author they -hmm. compile like issue one through five into a a, a compiled edition or what's called as a trade paperback Mm -hmm. they'll also have oh sorry Sorry, go ahead go ahead ahead. okay okay so they'll have also like paperback versions and hardbound editions and sometimes they'll even have like like deluxe compilations where it's like not just five issues but 18 issues or omnibuses which are just like entire runs of like 50 issues for instance yep so and sometimes those are broken up into volumes too so it's like volume one of one through 50 of green arrow and then volume two of of green arrow 51 to 100 or something like that like me and sean are like have are like super into like omnibuses also because there's just some characters that it's just like man i have to own this entire like work by this by this particular writer 
or for this particular character. It doesn't matter. Like Sean, you're going to say something. Sorry. I, I yeah. cut you off. No, I was going to go to the omnibus route. Um, Cause you've seen my collection of omnibus and the Punisher max one in particular is so voluminous that I think there's six or seven of them. The first four are by Garth Ennis, which I have completely. I need the last two or three. And the weird thing is like one of them will be like 20 bucks. And then the next one is a hundred bucks. And the one after that, the final one is 20 bucks again. I'm like, man, that one for a hundred bucks right in the middle. And it's no bigger. It's no thicker, but it has to have some special uh, reason that's more expensive. The other thing is they don't escalate in value the same as, as single issues. Yeah. So if you're more interested in reading it than having to hunt, I mean, for finding Punisher Max, it would have taken me years to compile the straight through run because um, I had to go to various shops and say, do you have this number and this number and this number? And then I found three of the four and I have to go to another shop and find the ones in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so Omnibus is a great way to go if you're more concerned about learning the history than collecting the individual issues and then yeah. having them as a, as a collection because they're not going to escalate as quickly in value yeah as as a single issue first editions will yeah and i mean omnibuses tend to be more expensive also because of just the sheer number of issues that they compile in them like for instance jonathan hickman's avengers and new avengers run is compiled into two different two volumes of omnibuses and those go for like well when they first came out like 150 bucks each Mm -hmm. and like they're out of print now at this point. So like, because they're out of print, that tends to drive the price up by, you know, people who are selling them because they're like, well, they're not on the market anymore for anyone to buy. Mm -hmm. I can raise the price and Mm -hmm. someone will buy it if they really Mm -hmm. want it. But like, as Sean was mentioning, yeah, there's the single issues and those are the ones really that the, that really do go up in price depending on which book you have. Like, uh, Sean, you mentioned, right, I think first appearances, or we probably talked about this off Mm -hmm. air, but like, yeah, first appearances, yeah, yeah. First appearances tend to drive the price of a book up. Some number ones will go up also, like depending on what the series is. Like for instance, Scotty Young's uh, recent um, story, new storyline that came out called uh, Strange Academy, which is basically like Harry Potter meets the Marvel Universe that first issue has gone up in value like within the last few months. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. And even number two has gone up because all the characters in, uh, in this book are basically new characters, like yep. first appearances. And here's the thing, it's very marketable. I mean, Sean, we've talked about this. Like there are certain characters that are just more marketable than others. And even though these characters are like new, and I'm, I think I'm going off on a tangent here a little bit, <laughs> but like- It's all part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some characters like you know like in strange academy you could see marvel market this as a show and oh, you know and the it. yeah right i would too and the it's minute so the minute one of these like books gets marketed as a show value for the books goes up again and it's just something so if that's like your strategy going into a comic book shop for the first time is like, what can I get that I can, you know, to get, get the most out of my money that, you know, I mean, that is a strategy for some people. Some people are speculators. Uh, I mean, that's the reality. Like I know that some of the shops that I go to, they, they dislike speculators. And like, you know, for me, like I couldn't care less. The only thing that I get upset about is when I'm not able to get a book because of another, because a speculator bought them all up. But hey, I get it. You know, I totally get it. You know. Yeah, that's why some places impose limits on how many of of one issue or one item you can buy. Um, that just doesn't exist. That does That's not unique to comic books either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. There was an issue at Disneyland where they had these giant Thanos hand gauntlets that were big sippy cups. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember people, that. People were buying 20 and 30 of them. They were 20 bucks a piece at Disney and sold them for $300 on eBay. Now, there's a clause in the Disney AP license where you're not allowed to retail Disney merch. Mm-hmm. So being these very bright, intelligent people that they are, they use the same email address 
their AP pass has their <laughs> eBay account. <laughs> With no warning, no, don't do this again, Disney canceled the AP passes. And when they came back to try to get in, they couldn't enter the park for violating the terms of their, of their pass. Yeah, terms and they, of were, yeah. they were banned for X amount of years from having the AP pass again. Um, so it's, and that's a collectible. Those, I, I, I never got one. Um, I have friends that have them. But every time I try to get one, they're sold out. Someone would walk in the park with a bag of six of them. Holy crap. And it would piss me off. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, really, I want one just for myself. I want it in my room. It's a fun piece of prop to have. It's like my Lego sets that I build that are all over my dresser and my shelving. Um, it's, and my Captain America shield hanging on the wall. Um, they're art that I hang in my room. You know, the Thanos mug would have been either a cosplay prop or a art piece, you know, um, or both. Mm -hmm. um, like my sabers are, they're art pieces and they're, and they're props, both. Um, so, yeah, I mean, speculate if you want, buy two copies, buy three copies. I would buy two of some books and keep one sealed, right, and never, never open it and have my copy that I read. Mm -hmm. So I understand the minute you open a copy, like the minute you buy a new car and take it off the lot, right? The value goes down. <laughs> the minute you drive a new car off the car lot, the price drops. The minute you open your comic book, the price drops because it's been used. So if you want to have unopened copies, mark it somehow, right? Put a sticky note. I usually write a sticky note and then put the sticky note on it. This is the, this is the copy to save, not on the comic, but on the plastic. On the sheet. bag and board. Yeah. On the yeah. bag. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or even on the board in the bag, like I'll put it on the, so it's inside, doesn't get lost. Oh, I see. I um, see. But I mark them so that I know this is the collector edition one. And then if stuff goes well, I'll take that to a con and get it CGC rated, which is a whole different show and, and a topic. Um, do you have, do you have any books that are graded? No, no. Yeah. I, I have I, like I, two that I want to get graded. And one of them is the first appearance of Spider-Gwen. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I have a bunch of stuff signed by Mike Mignola, mm -hmm. which is the creator of Hellboy. And here's the interesting part of that too. If you don't get a certification or a verification that it is the official signature of the person, it degrades the value of the book because you can't prove that it was really him, mm -hmm. right? So they had CGC at the signing and said, if you want to send your stuff to CGC, we'll verify it for you here today. We'll send it out and get it. I didn't do it because I don't intend to sell those for profit. Mm -hmm. Those are my books. I love that author. I love Hellboy. I'm keeping those from my collection. They'll be in display cases when I have a place that I can put display cases in. Mm. Um, those are for me. So that's my decision, but I'm not there to profiteer off of getting Mike's signature. Mm. Um, I just love his work. I love the Hellboy movies. I love the Hellboy comics. It's a fun character. It's hilarious that it's a demon that's Catholic and very <laughs> religious and very righteous. It's just, it's hilarious to me. Um, and they're just, I mean, he's a fantastic writer. Yeah. Um, and again, we're getting on a tangent here. Yeah, no uh, worries, of course. But yeah, omnibuses are fantastic for for collecting a lot of story at one time. Um, tradebacks are fantastic. A good place to look for, if like you said, they get very expensive. A good place to find discounted omnibuses and tradebacks are at conventions when we're able to have them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's always five or six tables throughout the convention floor that have giant omnibus collections and they'll say 40 percent off and it takes it down from 150 to like 60 bucks or so you know what i mean like there's yeah, always yeah. a bunch of omnibus sales at conventions huh. um, see i didn't know that i didn't yeah. know that yeah. yeah there's the shops that have like the comics issue single issues and the places that have like props and stuff and places that have like a mix of like omnibuses and books and they're discounting them all over the place. And then if you go Sunday, right, you might even get a discount on the discount because they don't want to pack much of crap and send it back to the shop with them. Ah. Um, so Saturdays, Fridays, Thursdays are my days to walk around and cosplay and see friends and get pictures. And I still do that Sunday too, but Sunday I go into the con floor more often than not. And we'll do my shopping later in the afternoon on Sunday, like an hour and a half, two hours before they close. Because they don't want to have to pay for shipping to take everything back with them. They'd rather wheel and deal and give you a little more discount um, and uh, get rid of crap. 
right? Because they're still making they're still making a profit on it. They're not going to lose money on the sale. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's always a couple guys that are there actively wheeling and dealing on Sundays. You know, saying, "Hey, I'll come in here. We'll give you you know this discount on this and that." Um, but yeah, cons are fantastic places to to get collections, to get comics, to find. Um, they have a lot of signings, and they'll have people graders there from CGC that will walk you over to CGC so they, they're the witness that saw the signing and they'll verify it and then you send it off to CGC and they'll send it send it back to you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, keep an eye out at cons when they start again, 2021 hopefully. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing mid-year. Um, so that's kind of like your, like another place for you to like build up your collection or as a collector is comic book conventions. Oh god yes. For sure. Okay. God yes. It's fantastic. Um LA Comic Con, uh Phoenix Comic Con has a huge area of stuff like that. Um WonderCon, uh Ontario Comic Con has less of it because it's smaller. Comic Ontario Comic Con Revolution. That was really good for uh cosplay. The same with like Long Beach Comic Expo, Long Beach Comic Con. There's smaller events, which means not as many vendors, but it means a lot more interaction with like cosplayers and stuff and stuff. Uh, <laughs> I can I can speak English. Um, so each con has its own kind of niche, right? Like Nerdbot Con is a lot of cosplay stuff and has yeah. some shops, but it's a lot of like costuming. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then like the big ones like Phoenix and like San Diego have a lot of everything. Yeah, collectibles, books, TV shows, movies, cosplay. cosplay. <laughs> um, the whole area around it is playing into it. You know, mm-hmm. bars will have uh, specials for cosplay people, bring in money, all that. So it's yeah, it's 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 a multi-billion-dollar industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and they so, they play off of it. Mm-hmm. So Sean, um, I think you mentioned it earlier. So what's the one takeaway or one one piece of like really strong advice that you would give someone new to the comic book world and walking into a comic book shop for the first time, like what's your one piece of advice that you would give them? Um, go in with an idea of something you're looking for, whether it's a character. Um, you know, if you watch like for me, I watched Iron Man. So I went looking for Iron Man. So I knew kind of where I wanted to be in the mm-hmm. shop um or just go in and browse honestly go in and browse see what looks interesting um most of the shops aren't real like don't touch that don't look at it they'll let you look at stuff just don't abuse it right like be gentle with the books because if you don't buy it someone else will buy it and you don't want it damaged in the process mm-hmm. um ask questions the the guys that work there are really nice people for the most part guys and girls that work in those shops are nice people they're as nerdy if not nerdier than any of us sitting here talking or listening to this podcast because uh, it's how they make their money <laughs> yeah right it's their livelihood <laughs> so they want to talk to you about the comics about yeah. events that are going on um they I, want you in their shop <laughs> right i will say that like i think the shop every shop that i've walked into for the first time they're not going to be known for their like um, customer service or customer facing like, like attitude or whatever. Like a lot of times you'll walk into a shop and they'll just be like, Hey, how you doing? And then you just kind of, they kind of let you alone and do your mm-hmm. own thing and find and like browse if you, and then like Sean said, if you have questions, then they'll be like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can help you with that. Um, I think there've been many times which like you just walk in and you're just like, Hey, and then you just go to the wall. I think most of their customers kind of know where they're going, but like if you're new and you have no idea, like, like Sean said, feel free to ask questions. I think that's yeah. really important. They don't have an idea if it's your time, your first time in their shop or your mm-hmm. first time in a shop completely. Mm-hmm. Right. So they don't want to be like, Hey, what do you need? Can I help? They don't want to overpower you and make you feel, you know, uh, attacked or pushed. But if you ask mm-hmm. them questions, they're going to answer them. Yeah. I've never, I've, they've always said, Hey, you know, how you doing? Or once they get to know you, if you're a regular, right? Like you, you go out to Arsenal a lot and I went to comic cult for a long time. Yeah. If I go, when I go again, I'll go there. I went to fat collectibles before that. Uh, they knew me. They know me. 
you know, I could walk into Comic Cult tomorrow and they'd remember who I am because it's only been a couple of months since I've stopped going. Right. Um, because of the whole lockdown pandemic stuff, really. Um, so, you know, uh, they they become attached. To, and I've, I've been back and forth and been a subscriber for years and then taken six months off and then come back again. And like, oh, I'm glad to see you're back. So they, they remember you. They're not going to forget because you don't come in for a while. Right. Uh, who you are. Um, Especially if you have a pull. A pull yeah, list. They'll yeah. definitely remember you. <laughs> exactly. So uh, get to know the people that work in the shops. Once you've gone in a couple of times, you know, make a small chat with them. Um, it goes a long way. Yeah, They'll, um, they not only will pull your pull list, but if something like comes up that's like an offshoot of something, they'll pull that aside for you with no obligation to buy it. Like you just wanted to put it in a case you wanted it. You don't want it to put it back on the shelf, you know, mm -hmm. put it back on the counter. We'll take, put it on the shelf later. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah. But we know you read Punisher and we know you read Star Wars and this came out and we want to make sure you had the first opportunity to get it. Mm -hmm. uh, because you do come in here every week and you do have a pull list. Uh, they look out for their people at shops, yeah. I find, which is really cool. I've even bumped into comic book shop employees at cons and just had sat down and had, had a bite with them and hung out at cons. That's dope. They, they recognize you from their shop, right? It's like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Or mm -hmm. coworkers you didn't know were into it. I'll be at a convention. I've happened with multiple coworkers walking around and like, hey, I walk by and like kind of like look at each other like, why does that guy look familiar? <laughs> right. But I'm in cosplay and they're with their kid. And so it's like that moment of like, I know this guy from somewhere. Like, where the hell do I know this guy from? Yeah. And I was like, oh, wait, I work with him. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, and we start chatting. It's like, oh, yeah, my daughter's into this and she's an artist. She's kind of looking to, you know, figure out how to do her own thing. I'm like, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. you know, she had an art show of her own at a little studio down here where I am last, last year. I went to and looked at her art stuff. Um, so it's always fun to see people that you don't expect to see. Yeah. Um, it's amazing it's, how big the world is Yeah. in this, in this world. Yeah, it's a, it's a great community, right? Like, yeah. and, and I think that's like, I think that touches upon... I guess the last thing that we're that we probably want to say on this before we move on to our pull list, I guess you could say, um, yes. is that like you know it's a great community, and you know it may seem like daunting at first, especially if you're new to it. But it's just like just go in it with an open mind and just have fun. Like yep. you walk into the shop, have fun, enjoy what you're seeing, and like you you may not walk out with a book on your first time at the shop that's okay. Come back. And, you know, I'm sure there'll be someone there that will, would love to help you out and show you around. Mm -hmm. You just have to like, you know, go in with an open mind and just have fun with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sean and I have been collecting for quite some time. And, you know, I, I think despite the fact that I'd spend a lot of money on this stuff, <laughs> like I, I'm still having a great time doing it. Like yeah. reading these books is so much fun. Like seeing what, these what writers can do with these characters and put what kind of situations they can put the characters in is like it's one of those things that just keeps keeps me coming back for more mm -hmm. you know so yeah and there's a lot of to be said for mental health with it too like it's an escape from whatever you're yes. dealing with right mm -hmm. or like i have friends that connect with a particular character because they have like the same issues that they have right yeah um what draws you to that character? That character, you feel like you have some traits that character has. So then you're into that book or you're into portraying that character if you're a cosplayer, right? And becomes one of those like defining characters for you because yeah. you have that relation to it. Yeah. Whatever it is, whatever. whether it's, a, yeah. it's the same background or it's the same struggle that they go through. Uh, Marvel and DC are both really good at making it human touches that our characters are not perfect they're very flawed people mm -hmm. you know uh, no one's more flawed than tony stark <laughs> really you know um there's nobody more pure of heart than steve rogers unless it's colossus and being the bad language police the two of them right so i just watched i just watched age of ultron yesterday you know and so cap's correcting language and then like halfway through me goes steve he said a bad language word you know, and you're just like, this is hilarious. Like, it's the can do no wrong. There is no bad part to that human, right? Yeah. So whether you find yourself that way, you find yourself struggling with your past, 
like a lot of these characters do or find yourself defined by your past as a lot of these characters do yeah. um there's gonna be one that you that, that draws that draws you in yeah whatever reason um and we all have those characters i have the characters you have those characters um you know everyone it's i know has certain ones yeah and sometimes you have like different genres that you like sci-fi mm-hmm. fantasy whatever mm-hmm. like there's there's that too in comic books yep. just so I, you know not I everything a, is just capes and heroes too. no <laughs> i have a friend that's he just got his his costume made and delivered for red guardian nice only because he looks a little bit like red guardian and he can have a big beard and play the character <laughs> nice. and he does, you know what i mean so like there's this there's all kinds of things that draw and it's a fun it's gonna be a fun character it's gonna yeah. be red guardian's gonna be yeah I, th- I, th- I think that's the main thing just how it's fun yeah it's whatever fun. makes you happy it gives yeah. you a break from your day-to-day you can take five a 15-minute break like we're all allowed to at some point in the day and sit down and read a comic or two in that 15 minutes mm-hmm. and decompress from whatever you're dealing with if it's your computer screen at work if it's your home life if it's whatever problem you're going through yeah it's that snap from reality yeah the same as watching a movie the same as watching a tv show the same as going to a theme park it's that separation of reality to fantasy yeah and that de-stressing um which is extremely important (laughs) yeah definitely so that being said Mm -hmm. i think we're about ready to head over to the poll list sounds Um, good and hopefully kind of clip through it because i look at the time here uh, it's all all good man all yeah good. so i don't want you to start us off with what you're interested in this week this coming week sure sure pull this so that'll be the seventh the sixth and the seventh of october sounds good yeah so i think first on my list is justice league number 54 which is doom metal part two which is a tie-in to dark knight's death metal uh so while all the main Justice Leaguers are, you know, handling this whole fight with Perpetua and the Batman who laughs, who is now the darkest knight. Um, back on the Metalverse, DC Universe, if you will call it, um, Nightwing and Detective Chimp and Hawkgirl are essentially trying to figure out what to do next uh, on this new earth that they're on and it seems like they've been there for quite some time uh and i think they've come to the realization that the justice league is now fighting back against um you know perpetua and the darkest night and so they've decided to go to castle bat uh to uh, infiltrate it and i'm forgetting why they're planning to infiltrate castle bat i just know that's the seat of power of the darkest night and they kind of tease at the end that the one who is guarding that area of the darkest night's fortress or whatever is the mind hunter which is a combination of bruce wayne and um the martian manhunter so bruce this particular bruce wayne from this dark multi dark universe took the powers of the martian manhunter and it looks terrifying (laughs) yeah um next book is batman number 100 by James Tinian, which is the finale to the Joker war. So we're going to finally see the aftermath and like how this whole conflict between the Joker and Batman punchline, Harley Quinn, the bat family essentially concludes. And does Bruce get his money back? <laughs> Cause at the beginning of Joker war, Bruce lost all of his money. So he's, he's a popper now. Uh, he's poor. Next book is Thor number eight by Donnie Cates. Hammerfall Part Two. Um, I I'm wondering if Cates is kind of like revisiting this uh, unworthy Thor sort of uh, aspect of Odin's son, because he's kind of teased this since the beginning of issue number one of his run. Uh, Mjolnir seems to be getting heavier for Thor. Uh oh. Yeah, it's heavier. It's like the weight of Mjolnir is weighing down on him he's still wielding it he's still able to carry it but it's heavy and uh at the end of number seven um another person picks up the hammer some random hick from (laughs) from the united states because thor decided to just throw it and he's just like is it gonna come back is it gonna come back oh it didn't come back okay and then it just sits there and like on the side of the 
of the hammer, I, I forget what it says exactly, but it's basically an invitation for anyone to pick it up. It's like he is who is worthy or something. Shall. No, no, it's not even that. It doesn't even say, say that. It just says, pick me up. Oh, they've changed it. Yeah, the, the, the wording That's changed. funny. I'll have to look it up. Because like, the old one was like, he whoever so is worthy yes. shall have the power of, you know, there's a, a kind of longer yep. inscription. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But it's just like, in this one, it's like, uh, okay, I'll pick it up. <laughs> is that because Captain America now pick it up in the movies? Is that, is that change now? No. Like, oh, Cap got it. So anybody can pick this thing up now. No, I don't know. I don't think it has anything to do with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It literally just says, pick it up. Like Tony Stark shows up at the end of the issue to like see is like, is Thor just like throwing his stuff again? Like what's going on here? And he's just kind of like, all right, everyone step back. I'll take care of this. And then like this, this farmer is just like, looks at it and it straight up says, pick it up. And he just picks it up. And the last panel, this farmer He's like super scrawny, wearing overalls and everything. Now looks like a Thor, basically. <laughs> so, so it's like, what's... to get back to the gym and do some arm workouts. <laughs> so it's like, what's going on? Up his uh, protein intake. Yeah. Next uh, set of books is Ten of Swords, part three, four, and five, which is Wolverine number six, X Force number 13, and Marauders number 13. So it's a continuation of. Uh, Hickman's and uh, Tinny Howard's storyline, Ten of Swords, which kind of reminds me of like Hickman's Infinity Run. It's like that middle event in his run. So, uh, so far, it's pretty damn awesome. The first issue of Ten of Swords, which is labeled Creation, uh, introduces us to like Otherworld some more and expands upon it, gives us more information of uh apocalypse's original four horsemen uh gives us more backstory on the island of krakoa and its long lost other half arako uh so there's a lot going on and which is typical of jonathan hickman Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and then next book is deceased dead planet number four which i've talked about this book like a lot already and if you're not reading it it's great it's definitely an elseworlds dc story but there's nothing wrong with that and it's great um decorum number five which is an independent book from image comics written by jonathan hickman continues the story of of this council of assassins uh set in a uh, science fiction setting uh, and it's really still just scratching the surface. Like they're just introducing a bunch of concepts. Um, you, it might turn you off, but if you're into really like deep science fiction and world building, it, you, you might get a kick out of it. I'm definitely enjoying it, but I can see how it might turn some people off. Um, let's see what else. Oh, we only find them when they're dead. Number two, which is written by Al Ewing. And this is from boom studios. Uh, and the reason why I like this is also it's another science fiction book, but it kind of delves with this concept of like gods, cosmic gods, and like they, you can't see them until they, until they pass on. And then people use uh, different companies uh, actually harvest their organs and their skin and all that stuff. So it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, let's see. I think... I'll just leave it at that. I mean, I have a lot. I think Sean can see my list right now. Yeah. But it's like, there's just so much good stuff. There's like Firepower number four by Robert Kirkman, also from Image, which is like a martial arts book. Um, and American Vampire number one by Scott Snyder. There's just too much good stuff. Like, I'm super excited for this week. A ton of stuff coming out. We're going to start talking about how many we can talk about in a day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that I, I need to limit myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> we may have to do top, like top five of each or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I like it. I mean, there's so much stuff coming out. We talked about other stuff you have listed earlier in the show, so that helps too. Um, we talked about the Belay for Berserker, um, which is on your list too. Mm-hmm. without a release this week obviously so um no it's good it's all good stuff man it sounds like a lot of stuff is coming out um i just have a couple picks here that i'll briefly talk about i have thor number eight also uh it sounds like it's a two-part event so i'll probably have to go back and buy number seven 
uh, so that I get the floor, or, or by the first six, you know, I, I'm not opposed to doing that either. I like getting on from the ground up. I don't like coming in midstream to anything. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. either buy number eight or wait for number nine when something new starts, because on that nine is going to be a jump off point again. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's Donnie Kate's run is really good. So yeah. like whether I'll, you, whatever you decide, I think you're in for a great like. I'll time. probably wait till payday, which is Wednesday, and I'll probably buy the first six, probably buy the first eight, and read, and read through them. Mm -hmm. That's how I. That's how I do it with these kind of books. Uh, the same with Star Wars number seven. I'm probably gonna have to go back and start at number one, and catch up because <laughs> I didn't know it was out. I know Doctor Afra's out in volume two. I am still working on volume one. It is forty books long, and I'm on book I think eleven right now. <laughs> um, and I didn't get the chance to catch up at all last week because I was reading some new stuff that came out last week. Right. Uh, Deadpool seven because Deadpool is just one of my favorite characters. I don't know what it's about. I'm gonna have to go back and probably do some reading to catch up. He's the king of Manhattan now, I believe. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so looking forward to see what, what crazy, wild antics Deadpool is up to. And my last two, quickly, are Black Widow number two, because I didn't realize that her new book started. Uh, so I just, just now, while you were talking, I went and bought issue number one on uh, the Marvel app. So I need to go read that, because I will catch up on that today. And Star Wars Adventures number one, which is an independent um, through IDW, mm -hmm. I think it was. So, and a different combo company, a different take on Star Wars, and a chance to read a new story. I will be picking that up. I'll have to go to Comicsology for that, I'm guessing, on the online stuff, or if IDW has an app of its own. Uh, you might be able to do it through the Marvel app, not the Unlimited app, but the Marvel yeah, yeah. comics I ha app. Yeah, I have both. I have both. Mm -hmm. I just bought this Black Widow number one on the Marvel app. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So, yeah, because it's not on Unlimited yet because it's a, it's a brand new book still. Number one is too new to be on Unlimited. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see if they cross that over. I have Marvel Unlimited. I have DC Universe. I have Comixology at my resource. So one of those will have whatever I'm looking for, uh, hopefully. Uh, so those are my picks for this week's poll list. And at that, I think we're going to sign off as we're going about an hour 10 again here, which is a fantastic time really getting two shows in uh with the with our discussion and with the poll list so thank you guys for listening as always please be sure to follow us on our social media uh twitter instagram facebook i see those in different orders every time i don't know why uh follow our podcast subscribe to it rate it like it review it it's all good thank you guys for listening hope you enjoy and stay nerdy